whoever wants to, I don't care what people, I don't care if people use my stuff. Good to know. <laughs> I've, I've been, yeah, I know. out like endless rain into a paper cup as we kick off episode number 90 of the wow. promo front podcast i am one of your hosts bill petrie with me as always the major domo of motion pictures the one and only kirby hossman kirby how the hell are you today ah man i'm doing well i every once in a while the number of episodes mm-hmm. strikes me you keep track of that which i really appreciate uh, but so when you said it was episode 90, for whatever reason, that really struck me. It's hard to believe we've done 90 in a row of these. So kudos to yeah. you for keeping it, keeping up with that and uh, putting mm-hmm. up with me. Uh, so I'm doing well, man. How about you? Well, I'm doing great. Kudos to you for always doing this and putting up with me. You know, yeah. I think it's something, you know, we kind of, it was a dream of ours to do a podcast. We turned it into reality, but you know, distributors are always dreaming about things too, Kirby and what they're dreaming in our our advantages, things that are going to help them in the marketplace, especially when it comes to drinkware. And I know you know this, you know, how about these dreams, Kirby, quality, durability, and the option of full 360 degree customization. (laughs) Fake laughter. (laughs) Your dreams are about to come true, Kirby, when you choose a 20 ounce or 30 ounce stainless steel tumbler from our good pals over at Tervis. That's right. Tervis tumblers, uh, stainless tumblers are manufactured from premium grade copper lined 18.8 stainless steel. The double wall insulated with a vacuum seal. They're matched with that splash proof, shatterproof slider lid made from Triton plastic. Uh, keeps ice cold for 24 hours. Your drinks piping, scorching hot for eight hours yeah. without the abominable price. And you have that Tervis limited lifetime warranty. And I know, Kirby, you're a big Tervis fan from way back when. I know you love these glasses as much as I do. Yeah, well, you mentioned quality. I mean, that's the thing that strikes me. And the other thing is, you know, it's one of the the advantages to marketing with brands in branded merchandise is that your customers understand that they're quality too. You're not going to have to like spend a lot of time selling them on the quality of a Tervis tumbler because they already know they're seeing them in retail. Right. Yeah. So, right. And, and the decorations yeah. is awesome. Well, and I'm holding the hold one right now for people watching on video. It is full 360 degree. I've dropped this thing 7,000 <laughs> times. I've had this, I've literally had this service tumbler for probably six years, seriously, yeah. or, or five years. So no joke, they last. And Kirby, I really couldn't have said it better myself. You know, honestly, everything we just said should be enough for anyone to just pause the podcast and go right now to servicepromos.com. It should be enough. But wait, there's more. That's right, kids. <laughs> if we want to flood them with orders, um, what we want to do is for in Q2, they're running a great special. And I love that Tervis does this. Q2 running a special for both the 20-ounce and 30-ounce stainless steel tumblers. They're available at below EQP. Wow. That, that, that should be enough, right? Orders should be flying in right now. But, but Curry, wait. Please wait. <laughs> wait. There's more. That's right. No setup charge. 
also in low minimum order quantity. So honestly, you need to head over to serviceprovos.com. This is for the 20 ounce and 30 ounce stainless steel tumbler. You can check out the special offer at serviceprovos.com starting April 1st. And that's no fooling. So Kirby, with that, why don't we why don't we display a little courage and start this podcast number 90 number, number 90. 90 that's exciting that's all exciting. right so i've got the upfront section of the podcast and i thought um maybe it's probably a quick one uh i don't, I don't know if you saw this but starbucks is phasing out paper cups in the united states and canada have you seen this kirby i did not i did not so tell me their more. goal is, I, kirby <laughs> Thank you for knowing to ask for me to tell you more. <laughs> yeah. uh, the goal is 100% reusable cups for every visit by 2025. Okay. So by the end of 2023, customers will be able to use their own personal reusable cup for every Starbucks in the United States and Canada. Uh, and they may even offer up to 50 cents off an order for those who bring their own cup. Now, mm. personally, I love this, but I start thinking of the logistical challenges. And the first one I thought, I'm sure you like this too, right? You love, do you love the fact that they're getting rid of the paper cups? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually was yeah. uh, struck by the fact that it was going to take till 2025. But uh, maybe maybe when you bring up all the logistical issues, I'll think differently. Well, the, the first thing I thought of was pricing. Yeah. I, I, you have to have some sort of standardization. Right. First of all, for, for, for cleanliness and hygiene. Right. right. I mean, I mean they're, they're not that you have to make sure that the equipment they use to fill your cup with coffee, your, the vessel is clean. But I don't know how you price. Do you price by the ounce now? Mm. Uh, you know, I, I, or do you say we're only going to take these type of tumblers or this mm. size of tumbler? Or maybe, you know, what if I bring in, I don't know, maybe my 30 ounce stainless steel turvis tumbler that I just right. got for very low, below EQP and low <laughs> minimum order quantities um, and without a setup charge. Right. So, I mean, how, I don't know how they're going to price it. I think that's something. And the other thing I thought of too, because I do love this. And, and I think there's ways around these logistical issues. Is that going to lead to slower service? Because <laughs> I don't, I don't know that out. that's possible at Starbucks. Is that, <laughs> it's already too slow? Oh, God. Like, yeah. No, I would say yeah. a couple of things. Number one, while uh, there are people who are um, passionate Starbucks fans, and I respect yeah. that, I, I, I'm not one. Um, right. So, like, and, and part of the reason is that I feel like it takes nine hours, like, by the time I get my coffee, I don't need coffee yeah. anymore because it's taken so long. Yeah. Um, so the idea that it would take it longer, it, it seems nuts to me. But I think from a pricing perspective, um, that does make sense. I, but I don't think it's maybe per ounce. Maybe it's, again, because otherwise it's like, how are you measuring that when you're pouring? Um, yeah, but I don't could know. you do it yeah. in between, right? Like, so it's going to be, yeah. you know, uh, what do they call it, a vente or a, yeah. a, a grande or whatever, well, yeah, but that, certain that. Uh, between a certain amount of ounces <laughs> would be this much or whatever. Um, yeah. So I do like the idea. I, I'm actually surprised that it will take them three years to implement well, this. You know what I, I mean? Like I, that, yeah. that seems like something if you wanted to do it, really, you do it. You do it by the end of the year. I mean, well, but, but maybe I'm wrong. What, no, I don't think you're wrong. I think, again, I think those logistical challenges are part of it. You know, okay, it's, it's think about, um, I, mean, I think about way back when, when I was at Halo, okay? Mm -hmm. One of the challenges Halo had at the time was no order standardization. And we went through a whole process um, through the bankruptcy of there were 17 different ways we would accept orders, that Halo wow. would accept orders. So, so you had customer service people who were entering orders 
they had to look in different places for PO numbers and quantities and direct. So it slowed things down from an efficiency perspective. And I see the same challenge here, unless you, that's, that's why you have small, medium, large, a grande, vente. I so, so stupid, but whatever. (laughs) Um, Just small, medium, large kids. It's fine. Um, You're not that Italian. Okay. Um, But I I do, I, I think there has to be some sort of standardization. So I think it's a great opportunity um, for Starbucks to sell, these are the cups. And right. then you, they have to be either 15 ounces, 20, 16 ounces, 20 ounces, 30 ounces, whatever, whatever sizing they need to be. I think it's a real good opportunity for us in the promotional products industry as well to really start talking to our clients about, hey, this is coming. And we're going to pay attention. And when we know what the parameters are, we're going to talk to you because you're not addicted to Starbucks. Neither am I, but you and I represent the gross minority. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I think there's an opportunity there, but I thought it was interesting. Again, I, I think it's a logistical thing. And plus, you know, I don't think you can have a range of ounces in the pricing. It's got to be exact or else margins are going to erode. And I don't know how you measure all that, but I think it's interesting. And I do agree with you. 2025 seems like a long time away. Yeah. Cool. All right. Kirby, What do you got? So I'll see your Starbucks and I'll raise you Netflix. So, right. So I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, Netflix is making a, a push to to bar users from sharing their passwords, right? Mm -hmm. So so outside of the home, I think that's going to affect my children for sure. Um, And so um, the, essentially what they're saying is, I just read this this morning, that the Wall Street Journal analysis thought that this could increase the company's revenue by 4%, um, which actually seemed kind of low to me, to be honest with you, maybe, Um, but I think maybe they'll lose some people and maybe that's the thought process. Um, what do you think, and again, this might be a quick one for yeah. us. What is your overall take on this new push from Netflix to kind of ban people sharing their passwords? I, I think they have to, I think all the streaming services have to, I mean, that's the, that's the leak in the boat, right? Right. Um, you sell membership services and then every, you know, there's, there's no governor on, you know, they, they can control how many logins, Right. but not who's logging in. I think the real challenge is because I have kids out of the house too, and I have no problem them using my Netflix right. passwords and YouTube TV, which we have password and all that. So most of them have a family sharing plan. So I, I don't know how, again, I don't know how they check that. Yeah, that's going to um, be there are, weird. There are people a lot smarter in terms of IT than me that will understand that. Yeah. But I think it's something they have to do. I mean, I am, I, I don't know about you, but if I'm talking to someone and they say, yeah, there's a show I want to watch on Paramount Plus, I'm like, yeah, you can use my password. I don't care. <laughs> exactly. I, I, literally, uh, I literally on all my streaming services have Bill, Sandy, Mitch, Drew, and then a profile that says a guest. I, whoever wants to, I don't care what people, I don't care if people use my stuff. Good to know. <laughs> I've, I've been, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> Well, it just, it makes sense. You know, I mean, it just makes sense, but I understand why Netflix is doing it. I'm surprised it's only 4%. That tells me that the technology that they plan on leveraging is not going to be that effective in terms Mm -hmm. of really, really doing it. I think the big deterrent is we're going to do it. Yeah. Uh, You know, don't, don't break the rule now. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's, I, I think it's interesting. So I, I yeah. think your question is exactly what my question is, is how, yeah. how are yeah. you going to tell me that um, this, that it's okay for me to use my password right. when I'm at a hotel, 
right on my mm-hmm. laptop. How can you tell that's right. me versus my kids or right. Joe Schmo? So that, that'll be yeah, the part well, that I don't understand. Or your girlfriend or your boyfriend. I mean, I don't yeah. know. It's, it's an, it, I think what you have to do is just control number of logins. And yeah. Just, you know, you know yeah. that's what they ought to do. One login is one price, two logins, three logins, four logins, and then have an astronomical price for 50 logins. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. All I right, like Kirby. That. So Kirby, so we, we, this is one thing um, we're doing. It's something different. And I don't know how often we're going to do this, but we're going to do it whenever we feel like it. So this is going to be my favorite, favorite amount of times. <laughs> yeah. It, it just is something that we thought of to kind of look at the world around us and kind of what would we do? So it's a, it's, a, it's a topic called you're in charge. And the thought behind this is we're going to take a look at a business we feel is in crisis mm-hmm. and brief, uh, we'll explain how they got there, why they're, where they're at right now. Mm-hmm. And then what we would do, the three to five, whatever, how many things we would do immediately if we were appointed CEO and had carte blanche to do whatever we wanted. Okay. Yep. So this is something um, that kind of breaks our format a little bit because we do need to prepare for this. This is something that Kirby and I have talked about for a week. So it's called You're in Charge. And our first victim, I mean, our first uh, company, (laughs) AMC Theaters, Kirby, AMC Theaters. Now, obviously, during the pandemic, um, movie theaters suffered. They had to close down. Uh, AMC laid off 26,000 people. It's a lot of folks. Now they've been slowly opening theaters back up, closing theaters. Just it, it's kind of been a lot of fits and spurts getting going. But to get people to go back to the theater and feel comfortable going back to the theater, they've done a couple of things. They introduced variable pricing, which means they're jacking up pricing for popular movies like The Batman, only by a dollar or two, but they are introducing variable pricing based on not the quality of the movie, the popularity of the movie or whether perceived popularity of the movie. Now that drove people into the theaters, certainly because, you know, maybe I get a a better deal seeing the rom-com my wife wants to see. Right. But it trains the audience to weigh price against desire to see a movie. Mm. Now, the biggest threat to the movie theaters has been streaming because as you well know, and everybody should know during the pandemic, there were movies that had been made, but they were released and just sent to the streaming services. There was a right. Marvel movie and, and even movies like the Batman it's only the, the deal Warner brothers has with HBO max is a movie will only be in the theaters for 45 days before it hits the streaming service. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to see, um, and, you know, and, and I'm a believer, there are movies that do need to be seen in that environment. I action movies. Absolutely. I love seeing a great comedy in a movie theater because I love communal laughter. There's something right. very healing about that. Right. But then you start weighing the cost of what the movie is, the cost of, of, of popcorn and cola of your choosing yeah. um, and all those things. It, it gets to be a point. So Kirby, they're dying. They, I think you would agree that the movie theater business is dying, specifically AMC is dying. Why don't we go back and forth what we would do one and one that way we can have kind of more of a dialogue on this and maybe we check some of each other's boxes if you're cool with that. Yeah. What would you do as CEO to save the company? Do you want to start? Sure. Um, So I, the one thing I would want to say is, can we agree 
that based on them laying off 26,000 people and they're closing theaters, that they've done a lot of the cost cutting measures. Because as I was thinking about this, I'm like, mm -hmm. I, I, I have some ideas of cost cutting, but yeah. like after you lay off 26,000 people, I, I, I feel like now it's time to drive revenue. So let me give a little bit of color. Yes, I think you we, like, yes, we can operate on that assumption that they, one of their biggest costs obviously is labor. I think you have to also weigh the fact that that labor uh, that labor reduction has also come with a reduction of service. And let me yeah. give an example. We went to go see the Batman last Saturday, okay, in the mm -hmm. theater. First time I've been to a theater and I, I can't remember. And we did the dine-in movie experience. That's, okay. I, that's kind of, I, I don't want to go eat. That's cool. They can bring me food. Well, that's all changed now. They don't have enough people to do that. So now I can, they'll, they'll make food there, but I have to go to the counter order it and they bring it to me in a bag and charged me a $2 delivery fee for the courtesy of that. Okay. Hmm. So okay. it's a reduction of services that also with the inflated prices felt like a ripoff. So for me, Sandy and Drew, Mitch was working for me, Sandy and Drew to go see the Batman for the movie tickets. Um, she had a hamburger and a Coke. Drew had quesadillas and a Coke and I had popcorn and a Coke. The entire experience cost us almost $140 Kirby. Yeah, that's, that so is, impressive. I just want to give context to your cost savings. So there's a reduction in services that do go along with it. So I apologize for, for being a little bit of a windbag there. No, no problem. Um, okay. So I have like a bunch here. So, and some of them are better than others, but I'm going to throw out the let's one. Just go one and one. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go the first one that popped into my head, yeah. which I don't know if is a good idea. Uh, so, yeah. but one of the challenges that popped into my head was, you know, like when I'm watching at home, I ha I can stop. Right. I can hit yeah. stop. I can use the restroom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to see the Batman. I have not seen it yet. Right. So please, no right. spoilers. <laughs> but I, I've been told it's three hours long. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I, I, right. I won't be able to take a bathroom break. So this is a weird one. But in the theater, they have um, intermission. Yep. So can you build in halfway through a movie an intermission mm -hmm. so people can use the restroom? Okay. Part of the experience. Like, yeah. Again, no, I, I think that's. I, I agree. You know, I, you know, I, when we went to the Batman movie, it's like three hours, man, I better take a leak before <laughs> I sit down and yeah. not go too, too heavy on the cola. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, That's just an experiential piece. I was yeah, no, and I think, so one of the experiential things I thought of um, <clears throat> small, you, know, you want to create an experience that people can't get at home. Right. Right. That's the whole point of going to the movies. I've got really nice TVs. I'm fortunate enough to have those things. You are too. Most of us are. I've got a, a sound bar. So the sound's really good. The seating's very comfortable. Like you, I can pause. I can say, what did he just say? And rewind. Oh, someone called you? Hold on just a second. We can you have that ability. Now it's not as immersive. So right. that's something the theaters can give you that immersive. So I think what you need to do is create that experience that can, can, can't be duplicated at home. So I'm thinking smaller theaters, more IMAX uh, experiences. I can't get IMAX home. But then I thought, wouldn't it be interesting if on select dates in larger theaters, you had maybe before or after a movie, a Q&A with someone associated mm. with the movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Love you that. Some, or, or even signed photos from the cast or a, a, a little mini auction, maybe during the intermission. I love that idea of some memorabilia from the movie. Mm. Make it something. I can't get this at home because right yeah. now going to see Batman, I mean, we walked out of that theater thinking, I, I, I will never do that again. I'm not, that's $140. And I could have waited nine days for it to hit HBO Max. Right. And I would have been just fine. Yeah. So you have to create that experience. Right, so the first thing I do is start tasking a team with, we need to create things that people can't get anywhere else. 
Yes. They have to come here and they have to want to come here. Well, and I think that leads nicely into, because you said about the eating piece. And I would, mm-hmm. one of the challenges I have in, in coming up with these suggestions is we have one theater here and I've been to right. bigger mm-hmm. theaters, but it, it's, it's a thing for me to go. So right. I don't go as much. Um, but as I was thinking about it is adding some sort of bar um, slash mm-hmm. restaurant, you know, maybe you don't need as many, if you have 10 theaters or you have 12 right. theaters, maybe mm-hmm. one of those gets transformed into a bar so that the, yeah. so that date night can all happen in the theater. So you can have a nice cocktail, you can actually have something to eat and then right. go to the theater. Um, that was one of, and, and I think that goes to the idea of doing something that, that adds right. to the experience of it. And they have that here, like in our theater, they have that, but they, because of the reduction in staff, right. It does. It's there physically. It's there. Right. They have a little bar, not open right now. They have a restaurant, not open right now. If you want a burger, you got to go up and order sure. it. And they deliver it to your seat in a bag. It's not an. It's yeah. a crappy experience, right? Right. Now. So right. I love that. I think you're 100 percent right. Yeah. Cool. I think you're 100 percent right. One of the things I thought of. Okay. Um. I think it's time to vertically integrate movie theaters. Okay. Um strategic partnerships with movie studios instead of amc theaters they should be disney theaters and that's the only place you can get disney related content whether it's star wars whether it's disney whether it's marvel whatever that's the only place you can get it because now you control distribution from production all the way down to home so you can say we're not going to have this on Disney Plus until the movie has run its course, right? I don't know. It seemed like when we were kids, when a movie would drop, it would have a lifespan of 10, 12 weeks in the theater, right. which several long runs. Now it seems like it's about a month. If you don't see it in a month, man, you got to wait. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it seems quick. So I think vertically integrating that, like I said, that 45 day grace period, they need to extend that. I mean, I'm sorry. It should, you should make it make me want to see the batman 45 days in my mind goes like that i think it goes in a snap yeah so it should be if you know batman is gonna be in the theaters from a to b and it'll hit hbo max six months later right make people want to go to see that movie in the theater so i think vertically integrating so you have warner brothers chain you know i mean i think that's how you do it you start really vertically integrating them yeah, it, so so it's so funny. I was saving this, and it was exactly my thing. It's, and I wrote original content, yeah. original content that only can be seen at least for a bit. Yep. I was like, why do I have a subscription? Why do you have a mm-hmm. subscription to Apple TV? Yep. Why? Oh, Ted. Oh, Ted, Ted Lasso. Lasso. Ted yeah. Lasso, right? Because that's yeah. the only place I can see it. And ironically, Ted Lasso is not out right now. You know, I've right. already seen season one and season two, yep. but yet. Like three days ago, I paid four ninety nine <laughs> to mm-hmm. still have my uh, right. Apple TV subscription because and right. so like original content that you get that you know is made and it's exactly what you're saying. And then I wrote as a side uh, side note: make Ryan Reynolds a minority owner. No <laughs> because <kidding>. because <laughs> no not kidding. only does he then become the star of the movies, but he is a yeah. part of your marketing thing. I mean, literally, if yeah. I were CEO. I would recruit Ryan Reynolds to yeah. be a partner in the business for that. Well, it, and maybe that's what we were, I was talking about earlier is yeah. you, you get that the cast involved. You get, I don't know, you, there's ways to do this. I mean, these things can be saved. Yes. But I don't, I, I'm worried that they're not going to. That was a guy like that. Do you have another one you want to throw in since I was kind of similar to mine? Uh, yeah. We both so, had the same brain there. Yeah. So the other one that popped into my head and I don't know, yeah. again, this is both of these are a little bit outside of my area, but that's okay. 
partnering with esports. Um, okay. you, you talk about, um, you know, renting the entire facility out yeah. so that you could have multiplayers on the entire screen at the same mm-hmm. time, playing against each other, doing tournaments there. Like that. Um, that would be, uh, again, I, I would need to bring in experts mm-hmm. to help me understand how the logistics of that would work. But I would think from an immersive experience, that would be very interesting. And I think it would be a different, a different revenue piece yeah. for a theater. Yeah, so I, I love that. I love that one. Um, so speaking of revenue streams, one I thought of, um, get rid of previews. Um, I, I get rid of the previews. I, I get very tired of going to the movie. It starts at three o'clock and I got to sit through 25 minutes of previews. Now, as a kid, I loved the previews. Right. Now they only serve to delay getting me to the, the candy I want, right? Yeah, I right, want right. to see Batman. Don't don't have it at the end. If people want to stick around to see the end, they, they might. People did for Marvel movies. I think that's a source of friction. I just want you. We're in an on-demand society. You are now delaying your, your pro, you're, you're not delivering on your brand promise. You said it was starting at three o'clock. Mm. It's now starting at 325. I don't like that. Now that's a very nitpicky thing. But the other thing I thought of is in similar to what you're talking about with the esports. They do rent the theaters out. They do it for like a corporations here and there, mm-hmm. and they have special events every once in a while, um, you know, like a, a viewing of Hamilton or whatever. Make it a consistent thing and, and advertise it. Because the only time I ever see yeah. that there's a special event in the theater is when I'm at the theater. I mm-hmm. never hear about it anywhere else. I don't see it on social media. I don't see it anywhere else. So you need to have themed nights for like yes. pick two theaters in your multiplex. One is always, you know, Monday, it's Broadway night. Mm. Bring Broadway to people in Nebraska who can't get to New York City. Yeah, I like that. Show them, show them, and then have Tuesday be music nights, great concerts that are only available at the theater. Yeah. You know, Metallica or uh, Lady Gaga or who, it doesn't matter. Right. Um, Tim McGraw, it doesn't matter. Make it, but every Tuesday night, we're going to have a different concert that you can only see here so you get to watch a concert in a communal environment yeah right yeah i mean that's that i think that would be have themed nights with different content to make again you got to make your uh, your theater a destination yeah movies just aren't enough anymore no i i I tell you what i really really like that um and i so and I hadn't thought of the immersive music experience. I think that's a great idea. And the Broadway piece um, kind of goes in with building in intermissions, right? Um, yeah. So, and then I guess really from my perspective, the corporate events and sponsorships, which you just yeah. mentioned, I think I would create a team that yeah. worked because you mentioned it. Like I, while I know that's a thing, but I, in my mind, it's always like somebody in the company, um, XYZ company reaching out to the theater to make it happen as opposed to the other way around. I think I would kind of reverse engineer that to try and get more corporate events at. And and the way they do that, talk to your local professional sports team that have an arena that's used 60 times a year. What do they do? Yeah. Or how do they, how do they fill those other nights with other things? Right. Yeah. Maybe I think there's a million things. So one the last one I have Kirby, and I don't know if you have any more than this, I would get a team together mm-hmm. and my only thing to them would be, I need you to give pricing an enema. I want it completely different. Mm. And my thought would be this charge more for the movie. So similar to the variable pricing, 
but it's a flat rate. This is the, no more matinees. This is the price of the movie. I don't care if you see it at 10 in the morning. I don't care if you see it at 10 at night and, it's, and jack it up, jack it up to 30 bucks a ticket. I don't care. But then you charge or you give away free. Maybe you give popcorn away free. Mm, yeah, I find yeah. it, I find it offensive when I, we were at the theater on, on fr- Saturday, I got a large Coke and a large popcorn and it was $22. Yeah. I know the profit margins off the chain on that. And I know that's how actually they make most of their money. I flip that, flip that, charge me for the, uh, charge me for the content, not the stuff I can say no to charge me for the stuff that you're really there for. Cause honestly the popcorn was terrible again, because they didn't have enough employees. I, I had to go ask four people for popcorn salt, four people for popcorn salt. Yeah. So Charge more for the movies, but keep food costs like that. Food costs way down. So, you know, I don't know. It just drives me nuts the way the pricing structure works. It's upside down. It's wrong. And it turns, I think it turns people off. Yeah. I didn't, you know, our tickets for the movie were like 17 bucks, which I still thought was a little high, but that's okay. But then when I, we added all the food, it's like, you gotta be kidding me. It's $10 just for a Coke. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and $10 for popcorn. So I think the pricing structure needs to be very transparent. This is the cost of the movie. And, and you know, maybe in a matinee, that's what, hey, it's free popcorn. Every other time it's two bucks, which you'd still make a killing on profit margin for a large popcorn for $2, by the way. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like you're bleeding me yeah. as a customer. No, I like that a lot. And I think the other place, I know that there are, they have the, the clubs, like, you yeah. know, the, the subscription model. Yeah, I think stub, I would, like club stub and all that stuff. Yeah, I think leaning on that subscription model for VIPs would be yeah. interesting, right? So it, d- d- if you talk about the idea of whether it's discounted tickets or discounted food or whatever it is, as a part of having that recurring revenue, that would be really interesting. And it would incentivize you coming to more, um, more yeah. shows. And so, so, but, but the idea, I like what you're saying about the pricing. And so I guess I'm trying to partner my final idea with your final idea to say, how do we, how do we say um, that we make pricing just make more sense? Because you're right. Because it's funny. I go to a local theater here and we know the, the, the person that owns it and I go there to support her and she constantly is letting me in for free. And I'm like, no, I don't want, I want to pay. Right. No, she's right. going to make money on popcorn and stuff. And I'm like, I don't really want popcorn, but now I have to buy it. Now you have to buy popcorn. <laughs> That's right. All right. So- you're, there, you're there to see a movie. I've never gone to the movies so I could get some really kick-ass popcorn. Right. Stop thinking that way, theaters. Seriously. Yeah. And, and, and I know that some theaters have tried the club model. I just don't think they've implemented it properly. I, I yeah. like the idea of this. I love movies, so I need some sort of VIP privilege. And so what they've done at AMC that hasn't worked I mean, silly things. You have a special line in the concession stand, so you get your your expensive popcorn faster. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. right. I mean, stuff like that is dumb. Or you get a free movie on Tuesday afternoon. I don't know about you, Kirby. Generally, I'm working Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it work out well. So yeah. again, they have they they have this. But it's like they're building these type of models to make money on services you're never going to use. Right, and yeah. that mean very little to you. Well, I like it, man. And, and I think the awesome. other, the other, the one final thought, and it was really just off yeah. of what something you said when you talked about having the themed night, I'm wondering if there's a classic movie night as well, Absolutely. because I think I would, you know, if Bull Durham was showing and I was, yeah. a, I was a member and it was like, I, I, yeah, let's go watch that again. I, I don't know. That might be another way. You too. could have a whole summer of Steven Spielberg. So yeah. maybe for five, four straight, not four straight 
Tuesday nights, you have the Indiana Jones series or you have Jaws or you, yeah. whatever. You, there are so many things they could do. And meanwhile, it just seems like they're stick sitting there going, hey, if we charge more for a Snickers bar, we're going to hit our number this month. Well, and, yeah. and I don't, yeah. it's the, the movie theater, it, it, like I said, it, I was so turned off leaving Saturday. I don't, I don't want to go back. I mean, right. the, the seats were, there's a lady, two seats down, he kept checking her phone. That was frustrating. Oh, yeah. I don't have to deal with that at home. Yeah. You know, so, all right. So we're going to keep doing this every once in a while. Again, it's when we feel like it, or if you are dear listener yeah. in uh, Nebraska, if you have an idea, <laughs> uh, if there's a, a company you'd say, I'd love Kirby and Bill to kind of look at that. What would they do to save this company? And it's just something we're going to do from time to time. But, you know, it, it, it's uh, something we're always going to do, though. When it's time to dream about fantastic drinkware, we're going to wake up because that dream came true, baby. It's service. It's service all day, every day, right? It, all day, every day. Uh, they have that, that uh, the 20 ounce, 30 ounce stainless steel tumblers. I'm holding one right here, this 30 ounce. I love this thing. It's it's kind of my best friend. I'm not going to lie. It doesn't talk back <laughs> to me. It's full of color and all that. Uh, the stainless tumblers are manufactured from that premium grade copper uh, aligned 18.8 steel, the double wall construction with the vacuum seal. Um, it's matched with the splash proof shatterproof uh, lid right here made from the Triton plastic keeps ice cold. We know this for 24 hours. And honestly, I think it's a little bit more than that. Um, and it keeps hot drinks piping hot. So you can scald your friend for eight <laughs> hours um, without the abominable price. And it's got that lifetime guarantee. You really can't go wrong with Tervis. And in Q2, they're doing something super, super special for everybody. They're offering both the 20 ounce and 30 ounce uh, stainless steel tumbler at below uh, EQP. Not only that, that would be enough. That should be enough to flood them with orders, but there's more, right? We talked about this. There's more. If you go to tervisprovos.com on April 1st, they are uh, not only doing that, there are no setup charges and low minimum order awesome. quantities. So you can check out that special offer beginning April 1st at tervispromos.com. You won't be sorry you did. Thank you, Tervis, for sponsoring this platinum level broadcast. Kirby, I hope uh, you enjoy this podcast. And I look forward to seeing you not at the movies. <laughs>